is Monday afternoon in the Splash Zone studios. Uh, we had a wild Sunday last night uh, in week 16 in the NFL. One more week left before the playoffs, so we have a lot to get into. The Vikings-Packers play tonight to have for a game with huge playoff implications. And uh, to start off, I got Bob in the studio, got Shiv, Touche on production as always, Brandon Wilson, and a uh, new guest, Sachin Malik. Thanks for being on the show. No problem. Let's get after it. So... For the first time all year, we had uh, three football games on Saturday, um, three really good games. So before we get into Sunday's games, we're going to talk about that. Um, the first one is a tough one for me. Uh, the Rams were eliminated for the playoffs. They lost a tough one to the 49ers um, on the last second field goal by Robbie Gold. The Rams played great the entire game, had the lead, but just a busted coverage cost them the game. Bob, how would you describe this uh, Los Angeles Rams season? Season? Wow, man. I would say definitely a disappointment. It's tough to look at that team that was in the Super Bowl the year before that and then come with, I don't know, I would say mediocrity, medi- mediocrity is the word, but I expect a lot more. Yeah, I mean, disappointing, I think, is the right word. And how do you look at the Rams' future where they have to pay Jared Goff, the highest quarterback in NFL history? They have to pay Todd Gurley, the highest paid running back in NFL history. You still have Aaron Donald. You've got to pay Jalen Ramsey. Uh, don't have any draft picks. Things are not looking good right now. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do this offseason, especially with no draft picks for the next two years. And they have to figure out to find the money to pay all these guys. But it's it's going to be interesting to do what Sean, see what Sean McVay does. It's, it's really going to show up, like how great he is as a coach, obviously. Yep, it's going to be – next year's going to be a big test to see, you know, if it's a fluke or if he's, you know, really the offensive genius that he was proclaimed last season. Um, so yeah, 49ers, they, they had a good win. They've been winning a lot of these close games against tough competition. They had a game-winning field goal against the Saints, too. Um, so I want to ask you, Bob, do you, how do you like the 49ers going to the Super Bowl and winning the a- NFC? Uh, they, I mean, their defense sh- shows that they, can, they could definitely step up with any team, but uh, I'm not really sure if Jimmy G has, has the talent yet to show, show it in the playoffs, especially with the amount of good teams in the NFC. What year is he in? Jimmy, um, I believe this is his fifth or sixth year. Yeah, can we get a fact check on that? Oh, yeah, Cause, that Cause yeah. he was on the Patriots for two, three years, and then he was hurt yeah. last season. <clears throat> but I think Jimmy, uh, I've I've been uh, skeptical about Jimmy, but I have to admit he's been uh, solid and he's been you know able to lead them to victories, which is why they have such a good record. And uh, I think he's definitely good enough for them to go to the Super Bowl. Whether they can win it is a different story. But that defense is definitely real. Yeah, I mean to come out of the NFC, I mean they're definitely they're gonna have to beat either the Packers or the Saints, like in the NFC Championship. So he was drafted in twenty fourteen, and he spent I don't know how many years he was on Patriots for two years, and then he came came to the Forty ers I think. Mm-hmm. So he's de- I mean he definitely has all the talent, he has all the throws, but it's gonna be interesting to show if he's a big game player because you know in a game like that in the NFC against Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. Yep. Yep, that's a that's a real test, and you know maybe they have to put on the road. So I'm really curious to see how he's going to perform in the playoffs. His first time in the postseason. Uh, yeah, but aren't they the number one seed? If they lose to the Seahawks, they could drop all the way to fifth or sixth. Oh yeah, then that's going to be really tough because especially with the young quarterback against the, on the road like that, I don't know. Yep. Um, so the other game that was on Saturday, uh, Texans and the Buccaneers. The Texans clinched the AFC South with a win over the Buccaneers. Um, you know. Texans, they they've been one of the more hot and cold teams. They, you know, one team when you see one game, they look like they can beat anybody. Win the Super Bowl. Another team, another game, they look like they 
yeah. or shouldn't even be a playoff team. Yeah. So, Bob, do you think they can make any noise in the AFC playoffs? Yeah, I mean, they def- Deshaun Watson, I think, is definitely one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. And I think, especially now with them getting healthy, Will Fuller's coming back. And when that, with the offense with Will Fuller, that that's top top offense in the league, I think. Um, maybe excluding the Ravens, but uh, isn't J.J. Watt coming back too? The, I think there is a chance he comes back. Yeah, if he um, comes back. Be big for the defense, for yeah, sure. huge. So they could definitely make some noise. They could be any team in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think they're a team that, that really could lose in the first first day of the playoffs or maybe yeah, you know, see themselves in the AFC Championship. That because that, that offense is is really deadly. You have yeah, they, I one think, of the best receivers in the league. I think it's funny because they kind of have like the same thing with the Rams, where like one week it's it's like super hot and cold. Like one week they look like the best team, and the next week you, you don't understand right, what they're right. doing. Right. I so. think that's a good comparison. Uh, you know, both good offenses, both mm-hmm. both have a lot of talent, but you know, it's just they've been able to put it together. And maybe if, if the Rams were in the AFC, they probably would have made the playoffs. But yeah, it's a yeah, tough yeah, tough yeah. year to be in the NFC. If they're in the NFC uh, East with the with the Eagles, and yeah, the Cowboys, they would have clinched they already. Definitely would have been winning that division, but yeah, the NFC West is, in my opinion, is probably the best division or best division. Yeah, I I would agree. Like even the Cardinals are like a tough team. You know, they went into Seattle yesterday and beat the Seahawks pretty badly. Hurt all their hurt all their running backs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that's we're gonna get to that for yeah. sure. Um, <clears throat> so the third game uh, is the Patriots. They beat the Bills. In a really close game uh, to clinch the AFC East, the Bills, um, you know, they they've, in my opinion, they, they played very impressively. They, you know, on the road against a team like the Patriots, mm-hmm. uh, with the the limited weapons that they have on mm-hmm. offense, mm-hmm. Um, they hung in with the Patriots as well as any other team, and they could have won the first game when they they matched up too. Uh, Bob, do you see? We talked about these yesterday, but yeah. can you see the Bills making a run? Yeah, I mean, I learned like one main thing from this from this game is that the Bills are real, like. Patriots, you know, they always find a way to win, win it out. But the Bills really showed me something that, like, especially Josh Allen, he's a he's a big time player, especially running and throwing the ball. Yeah, it it really is crazy to see the the level up that he's taking from uh, last season because he, he looks like some a much more polished player, limiting mm-hmm. his turnovers. Uh, I believe he's only had seven or eight picks on the season. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that in that defense, uh, one of the best. Mm-hmm. In the league, and mm-hmm. I think they, that can keep them in, in any game in the playoffs because, as you know, in the playoffs, you know, it's always things get cold. You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. the offenses stall a lot more. So, um, I expect to see that that Bills defense to, to really step up. And, and yeah, and I didn't see this coming at all, to be honest, especially like in, in the beginning of the season. I didn't think they were gonna string out what's their record now, 10 and 5? I, I think they're 11 and 4. 11 and 4? The Buffalo Bills. Bills. 10 and 5. They have five losses. Okay, nice. Yeah, like I, I didn't see that coming at all, um, especially with like a running a running game that's not as strong. You know, yeah, you'd, like Singletary is good, but you wouldn't say like he's yeah, you you think like how how is this team scoring like this much on offense? But it's Josh Allen and a great defense. They don't turn over the ball. So and John Brown, he he completely uh, torched uh, Stephon Gilmore on on that oh, touchdown yeah, play. Yeah, he just yeah. turned him around, um, yeah. and he he's one of the fastest yeah. players we have in the NFL. Yeah, so they, they that's another team like kind of like we were saying about the Texans like we could see them getting bounced in that wild card game, but also like we could see them playing the, the Patriots in the AFC. I mean, probably the Ravens in the AFC Championship if they can get past the Patriots. Yeah, like we said, um, I could see the the Texans losing the first game in the playoffs. I think if the playoffs ended today, it would be Texans 
uh, at home against the Buffalo Bills. And I could definitely see the Bills winning that game. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. I think I would honestly pick them to win that game because... You're a betting man? You're if if I was a betting man, I would. Okay, yeah, I, I think that's true. The Bills, it's just the Patriots, we know who they are. We don't, we never count those guys out, yep. like we say, yep. until um, the game's actually over. Until the clocks hit all zeros and uh, we see Tom Brady walking off the field, then yeah. I'm not going to count Otherwise, the Patriots. Otherwise, the Patriots are probably going to win that game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Touche couldn't go back to home. Yeah. Yeah, I also, I think one thing to also say about the Rams before we, we, we stop talking about them is that, like, if they don't get if they don't get someone in the offseason, I think, I don't think they're going to be able to, we were saying earlier, like, Sean McVay has to show what he can do. I don't think if they don't get another player and they come back with the same squad that they're going to be any better. So. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a big summer for, for the Rams. Yeah. A lot of work to be done. Um, and it, just not having draft picks is, is a huge loss, and, like, like you say, like we have to get free agents. Uh, we have to sign a lot of contracts, and then you know, where's the money going to come from? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so let's get to the Sunday games. The Baltimore Ravens they beat the Cleveland Browns uh, to clinch the number one seed in the AFC for the first time in franchise history. Mm-hmm. Um, just I think we should just call this the Brandon Wilson segment. The Brandon Wilson segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with his uh, with his Ravens gear all out. Yes, sir. Every week, this nah, guy's nah, this guy's nah, brought no. another another. Piece of gear to show his fanhood. Yeah. Uh, Brian, so so let me just ask you, like, what has this Lamar Jackson season meant to you? Uh, well, in my opinion, it, it brought me, it made me a fan of the sport. Uh, for one, I am someone that enjoys witnessing greatness. Uh, from weekend <laughs> to week out, and so for someone that's a new fan, um. It's, it's everything to be able to see somebody that's relatively my age go in every week with the determination to win the football game at all costs. I think also his, his, mat- his maturity is like showed like... Big oh, trust. Yeah. Yeah, big, big trust, baby. You see, knows what's good. You see how, you see how humble he is, is uh, yeah. and he is always thanking his, his coaches, his teammates. Uh, what about that Lamar really Jackson injury? Or uh, Mark Ingram injury? That's good. That's definitely going to play a role, especially in the playoffs. But if he takes the week off next week, I mean, neither of them are playing next yeah, week. Yeah, I read a report where they're benching most of their stars, including Lamar and Mark. Yeah, we're going to get an RG3 okay. showing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Big yeah. game for the Steelers. Um, yeah, so at, in beating the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, the Browns are officially eliminated from the playoffs. So on the flip side, Bob, how would you describe this Brown season? It was like ripping off the, the worst Band-Aid ever to see a massive infection. Cause it's this team's this what shift? What are you looking at me like that for? Ripping off a band aid to see the worst infection ever. Yes. So like, so underneath this band aid was this massive. I think infection. Bob's yeah. trying to say the band aid was gonna thought it was gonna help him and heal his wound, but it turned out that it made Browns, it worse. Yes, exactly. Okay. Thank okay, you. Okay, I see. Good explanation for my thought. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, 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 I was just looking for some so, clarification, <laughs> man. All I gotta say is fuck the Browns. Um, they are who everybody thought they were. Um, at all, uh, at all times, um, you know. You so, thought, you so when you Baker, drafted when you drafted Odell in the beginning of our fantasy year, yes, you, you expected first I expected round more. I first round pick first. No, but you you said you expected what you saw, or like, you know what I mean? No, no, no. I'm just saying they they ended up being the Browns. Like, you know, how, if you knew that, then why did you draft Odell? No, you see, I didn't know that. But they ended up being the Browns, is my point. Like, <laughs> you can take like the, the Browns out of the Cleveland Browns, but you, you know what I'm saying, like. You ever thought the Browns were going to be something different this year because, you know, they have Baker and Odell. 
Um, but Odell, useless, whines, whines way too goddamn much. He's a baby, you know, uh, and he, he doesn't really affect the game as much as anybody really thought he did. Um, so you're saying two, he's completely overrated? I can't even say that he's completely overrated because I think Baker is complete garbage. Like, if we're trying to if talk you watch about the games this season, Baker's a one read quarterback. Can't make a second read to save his goddamn life. It's not ball. the ball isn't out in two right, seconds. Let's play a game real quick. Would you rather have Baker or Goff? Can I shoot myself? <laughs> yeah, uh, Goff. 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 Easy. Goff is taking the team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Baker or Trubisky? That's a that's a better question. Trubisky. Potential wise, I mean, Baker can barely see over the line. Mm, yeah, I mean, I think after what I saw, Kyler's been know, falling out. He's he's shorter than all of us. Yeah, Kyler. and Drew Brees is a great quarterback, but potential wise in history says like taller quarterbacks are going to make better quarterbacks. Right now, yeah. Baker's bad. Mitch is bad. If I had to take <laughs> the two of them, I would go with Mitch. At least he could see over the O line. Mm, I would take Mitch over Baker, also in the sense that Mitch can use his legs a little bit when he needs to. Baker is 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 fucked once line. They've fucked. had also a pretty similar season, and I would say Baker's has Baker's targets and his the team he has There's a lot more talent. On a lot offense, more talent surrounding sure. him than the Bears. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and and you have Jarvis and and Odell, and you can't you, you got Chubb in the backfield. Chubb in the backfield, and your defense isn't too bad. You have good support. Is Freddie Kitchens the worst coach? Yeah, like that's another team. thing. Like, how much of this is on Freddie Kitchens? I would say a lot of this. A lot. A At lot. a point, though. At a point though, like it's on you to to establish a connection with your receivers. Um, I mean, he could only do so much though. Like if they're they're not calling the right plays, if they don't have the right formations, and the coach is obviously a huge part of any team's success. Yeah, I, you know, but and they had one of the easier all schedules all, all throughout all, the whole season. They did. They had a last Browns, schedule. Yeah. Uh, all in all, Cleveland Browns are a dumpster fire. So okay, let's yeah. let's look fast forward to <laughs> f- fast forward to next season. The Browns get a new coach. They ha- they keep the same roster that they have. Do you think they can make the playoffs? Depends on who the coach is. Yeah, I think right top- now they're, they're rumored at Urban. They're looking at Urban. Hey, bet. Look, wow. I, I Lincoln mean, Riley so maybe. I, I, how does I, I, Urban? I, I, I mean, if see. Urban's the head coach, how does he translate his you know style of coaching to the NFL? Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I I've never seen him. If Urban's the coach, they're not gonna make the playoffs in his first season. I don't think really? so. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I just need to see something different. I need to see. People, I don't think he's but send the biggest. Gruden's ass to Cleveland make yeah. everyone really happy. Yeah. I mean, you're not happy with John Gruden as a Raiders fan. I think you guys had a pretty good not, year. No. He's made some stupid decisions as a Raiders. Raiders he's made fan. some awful decisions as a Raider. As a they've Raiders been competitive coach. though, they've been a lot better than I think anybody yeah, thought they would. Pre John Gruden, we were a Super Bowl contender for a, for a quick season. There was a moment. Yeah. Derek Carr was Derek an Carter, MVP Carter, candidate. Yeah. yeah, that's true. See, yeah, I wonder what happened. They didn't know some draft picks though. Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. And who they get rid of? To do that, yeah. So a defensive know, player of the year, a, a Hall of Famer, first ballot probably. The point is, is that I I don't think you would want to be either the Browns or the Raiders. I'd much rather be the Raiders right now for the next few seasons. I'd rather be the Raiders, but as a Raider fan, I would love to see John Gruden go burn <laughs> that house down, and at least we can mm. build a new st- new future in Las Vegas. All right, before we move on, um, I wanted to say how. Um, it's great, like, we don't really see a lot of NFL fans, so to see Brandon, you know, becoming an NFL fan, mm-hmm. um, you know, this this late in the stage, uh, because you guys, we've been NFL fans for such a long time. Here's the thing, I want to establish you, something, I, I'm not a fan of the NFL. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the NFL. Oh, uh, here we go. Here's our resident conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, okay, a fan of like, NFL, NFL football, as a, a fan of football, uh, you don't see a lot of people in their 20s uh, becoming new NFL fans. 
I think people either make their decision, you know, if, if they're going to choose to follow the sport or not. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, I, and I'm sure that Lamar has done that across the country with so many new new fans uh, just, just watching this guy play. And Patrick Mahomes. Obviously. Yeah, and, and Mahomes too. Yeah, I mean, we could go as far as all these new young quarterbacks are definitely bringing a new wave of fans. Right, right. So it's I new but the thing, new era eight, what are we getting at? What are we getting at here? I'm, I'm saying Lamar is he's kind of just you know been like Steph Curry bringing the NFL more like so moving new, it forward. Yeah, and he's okay. just so humble with it at the same time. Yeah, he is humble. He's a great face, to, great not, face for the NFL. Yeah, not like the guy for sure. Um, sorry, let's move on to the next game. The Saints came back to beat the Titans in one of the the better games on Sunday. The Saints were down 14-0 uh, and ended up winning a game 38 to 28, and it just seems like. When that offense feels like turning it on, they can do it whatever they want to. Um, Alvin Kamara, he had a great game. Had two touchdowns after having two touchdowns the entire season. Um, he had two touchdowns against the Titans. And Michael Thomas broke the receiving record for most receptions in a season, passing Marvin Harrison. Bob, I think it's not even an argument that he's the best receiver in the league right now. Yeah, he's definitely playing the best. Uh, but moving with the Saints, I think it's more about their defense. I, obviously, that offense is amazing. But is that defense being as stout as it is makes it that much better for them. That defense, I mean, they have so much talent in the secondary. Marshawn Lattimore, Eli Apple, yeah. Von Bell. And they, they create so many turnovers. It's it's surprising. They, just, they still give up way too many points. Yeah, you can't be giving up 28 points to the Titans. I mean, the Titans' offense has been humming. The They've Titans been one of the hottest teams. Once they, once they replaced Mariota. And there was yeah. no Derrick Henry. Uh, I just think that, like, you know... It, you want to take the Saints as a serious Super Bowl contender, which I do. The defense still needs to play better. Uh, and, and, and all their games against big teams, you know, like the, the game against the Niners, well, the, the, the score, they gave up 40 points, 45 points. I don't know if they can win a Super Bowl like that. I mean, the That's offense can put up as many points as any team in the NFL, but uh, I think it's going to come down to defense. Yeah, I mean, Week 17 is going to be interesting in the AFC race. Um, Tush, can you pull up the... So the, in that case, the then scenarios. you're saying the Niners have the best chance of winning the Super Bowl right now. Oh, well, no. statistically, or historically speaking, like, we've seen teams recently win Super Bowls strictly because of their defense. Like, the, when the Broncos had Peyton Manning just throwing off with, like, half an arm, they, yeah. and they won a Super Bowl because their defense was historic. Um, same with the Seahawks a couple years before, or the year before that. And uh, who, who was the most recent uh, Super Bowl winner? The Patriots. Uh, you know, Eagles. The Patriots. The Patriots-Rams game was a complete defensive you know, like game. Nick Foles was a backup quarterback who came in and won the Super Bowl before that. Right. So I don't think the offenses, when it comes down to it in the playoffs, matter as much. Um, uh, right now, the Saints are my team to, to make it out of the NFC. I think that they've been, you know, had some horrible losses in the playoffs the last mm-hmm. couple of years, and they're they're hungry as any team in the league right now. Uh, to sh- let's go to the uh, the AFC scenarios. So there's there's three teams that can get the last wild card spot. That's the Tennessee Titans the Pittsburgh Steelers, and somehow the Oakland Raiders. Um, so the Titans play the Texans. Just scroll down a little bit. Um, so, yeah, for the... A little bit more. <laughs> there it is. Come on, yeah. So, so to, for the Titans to get the number six seed, uh, they're currently the six seed, but they need to win against the, the Texans. Um, if the Titans lose and the Steelers lose, the Titans wouldn't be in unless the Raiders and the Colts win, which makes... The Raiders, the number six seed, um, and if you go down, the Raiders, they need um, 
the Titans and the Steelers both to lose. They need to beat the Broncos, and they need the close to beat the Jaguars. So those, if those four things happen, the Raiders will make the playoffs, which is pretty crazy to think about. And it's not out of the realm of possibility for all those things to happen. I think uh, the Ravens are playing the Steelers, so they have their backups in. That's going to be the toughest game to see how much effort the Ravens want to put into that game because the Steelers are fighting for the playoff spot. The Ravens don't have anything to play for. But I think it's impressive at this point that we're still talking about the Raiders uh, in the last week of the season being possibly in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, before we were talking about how Gruden's kind of kind of wilding and, you know, maybe they, they should move on from him. But they've put it out put out a 500 season, and, you know, that's with, with what they have. I think that's, that's pretty good. It's impressive. I, I think people had them winning maybe four or five games this season. Yeah, especially after A.B. left. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if they had A.B. on that team, the offense – would be, one, I think, one of the best ones in the league. Uh, so, personally, out of the three teams, the Steelers, the Raiders, and the Titans, I would w- rather have see the Titans in the playoffs just because they've been a really fun team to watch uh, with A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill has been on fire. So, um, I would like to see the Titans get in. What about you, Bob? Yeah, I agree. I like the, t- uh, the Titans. I think they're the most explosive uh, uh, out of the three. Um, Derrick Henry could take over a game just by himself. So Right. Yeah. Tush coming out, go back home. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see who gets the last spot um, <clears throat> in his crucial Week 17. Uh, in one of the ugliest games we've had all year, the Eagles beat the Cowboys at home 17-9. Um, the Eagles now need to beat the Giants to clinch a playoff spot, and the Cowboys need the Eagles to lose and to beat the Redskins. Uh, Bob, any thoughts on that game? Just utter disappointment. Uh, when you have stars like Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper... And not even in in big play moments, I think uh, it's just very disappointing for a fan base that that's one of the hardest in any sport. Right, right. And um, like we said about Freddie Kitchens, I think it's very obvious that Jason Garrett needs to go. Yeah, he has to go, especially after that. There, too many times uh, with the with the season on the line, he, he doesn't show up. He doesn't drop a, a good play, and it's just, like I said, it's disappointing. You can't, almost, you it's can't almost lose sad. the game to the, to the Eagles. Who are basically playing with their third stringers and Carson Wentz. Um, they have backup running backs, backup receivers all across the board. It's just an embarrassing loss. They couldn't even score a touchdown uh, in the biggest game of the season. Uh, yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. So. With all that talent on the team, it has to be coaching. Yeah, that's just so embarrassing. I'm sorry for Cowboys fans out there. Uh, I mean, are the Eagles even going to do anything if they make the playoffs? Um, you know, they're going to be they're going to have a home game, so. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it though. Eagles lost to, when they lost to the Dolphins. I thought they were one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> off, off a trick play with the kicker throwing a touchdown <laughs> to the punter, I've never seen something like that. Yeah. Um. So the Seahawks, one of the more surprising games. They got absolutely beat down by the Cardinals at home. Kenyon Drake, one hundred and seventy yards, two touchdowns. This dude's looking like Adrian Peterson. Um. The last half of the season, it's crazy what happens when you leave the Dolphins. Yeah. I think uh, it just shows how how the beginning of the season uh, changes to the end. Because at the beginning of the season, I thought Seahawks were one of the favorites. But especially with these injuries uh, to all their running backs, right. it's, it's really going to hurt their Right, they, they were on uh, their third or fourth string running back, Travis Homer. Russell Wilson throwing the ball to him in the fourth quarter. They're, they're actually currently having a meeting with Marshawn. Yeah, and <laughs> that is quite the story. Um, to see Marshawn Lynch back, uh, possibly in the playoffs, that would be, I mean, just give them a, a huge boost, I think. Um, That'd be fun. Not, not just on the field, but, like, it's, in the locker room. Yeah. You just think having, he would make a huge boost on, 
I don't know how effective you'd be. I don't know how Last week he was seen at the Raiders stadium lighting a blunt off of Al Davis's eternal. I mean, Marshawn, Marshawn is Marshawn. I think he'll be. I think he'll be ready to go. How NFL ready is he? Right now. I guess we'll find out. The dude has been hitting the back. I mean, he he has to be better than the fourth. I mean, it has to show like the Seahawks are flying him out, so they must know something. Yeah, and like they wouldn't put this much faith in him. I think it's more of a locker room presence, maybe. Maybe an emotional thing for the Seahawks and the Seahawks fans. Yeah, I mean, how much damage can he do in the NFL? Yeah, and, and, and the other running backs that they're working out are Alfred Blue. To be honest, Robert all, Turbin, all Marshawn has to do is not fumble. Would he not be subject to a drug test as well? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they might wait for is that there video? Is there video of him doing... like? There are pictures the of him lighting the blunt on the eternal flame. I, I think that was from last season. Cause I remember hey, man, let's last not snitch on our boy Marshawn. No, because last, yeah. last year he was in the league. He he uh, dipped out like the second half of the season. That's when he retired. So, well, regardless, the point is is that I, I just think they would be like more of like a novelty move or like uh, like just for shits and gigs. It's to a play emotions. Yeah, it's yeah, it yeah, to maybe hype up everybody, but like statistically, uh, like number wise on the field wise, I don't think that. Yeah, so you're saying he's washed up. Even I mean last I'm not season, he's last season up. he didn't he's have a good season. He's washed up. He retired. He retired, he retired halfway through an NFL season. He was like, "I'm done. I can't do this." Anymore. I'm done. And I mean, well, I think if they're asking him to come back and just play like one nah, or two, nah, I games, think he could ball out yeah. for one game. I, I really, I do. I think you guys are uh, underestimating yes, Marshawn Lynch. Beast like, mode. Beast mode. And he, just it's he, a button he presses. It's a so you're telling me that Marshawn Lynch, a year and a half away from football. Uh, is going to go into playoff football atmosphere and be effective. I, I know Saints fans don't want to see him on the field. I wouldn't field. put it past him. He's, I think the Saints would be <laughs> glad to see this version of Marshawn on the field. I think <laughs> I, I think any team would be glad to see this version of Marshawn on the field. I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. To, to, for you, to, Is that the picture? Yeah. You're telling me trying to that, that Marshawn coming off of... Doing whatever it is Marshawn does. Time for the playoff picture presented by and we're going to go to our statement. Uh, sorry about that. We had some uh, technical issues. Um, so, yeah, what we're getting to is there's a huge game uh, Sunday night. They got flexed, the Niners and the Seahawks. Uh, this game has implications all over the NFC playoffs. So, if the Niners win, they, they will be the number one seed in the NFC because uh, they have a tiebreaker over the Seahawks and and the Packers and the Saints. Um, if they lose to the Seahawks and the Vikings go one and one, the Niners will be the fifth seed. Um, let's go down to the Seahawks. Yeah, so the the, the, uh, the Seahawks can still get the the first seed or the second seed. They need to beat the Niners and have the Saints lose uh, to get the second seed. They need to beat the Niners and have the Packers go one and one, which is realistic. Um, and so. Yeah, it's a huge game. Bob, who do you like uh, in the Niners Seahawks game? Uh, with the with barring all the injuries that the Seahawks have, I, I do think the Niners will come out with a win. Um, but if that happens, what happens to the Seahawks seeding? Are they still? If they, they if the Ni- if the uh, Seahawks lose, yeah, the Seahawks go to like a three or four seed, right? They don't have a bye. Yeah, so if the Seahawks, uh, if they lose to the Niners, they can end up as the fifth seed. But they need the Vikings to lose once. Or the Vikings and the Packers to lose in Week Seventeen. Okay, so I mean tonight's tonight's the game then at, at the Packers. Yeah, tonight is a huge game. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But yeah, this is the Packers Vikings and the uh, Niners Seahawks are two of the biggest games so far to tonight. Uh, 
playoff season. Touche can go home. Uh, and like to what Shift said about like playoff, uh, like football is like defense is definitely a big thing. But I think having home court or home field advantage plays a big role too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so on uh, Sunday night we had an ugly game where the the Chiefs beat the Bears pretty easily. Uh, the the Chiefs are rolling right now. They're on their fifth consecutive victory. Um, and Mahomes is is looks like he's fully healthy. The offense is clicking. Um, Bob, you think the Chiefs can beat the Ravens in the playoffs? Oh yeah, I, they definitely have the talent too. But to say that they're going to do that against Lamar Jackson and how he's playing, it's. it's I just think the Chiefs don't have good enough defense. Um, but Mahomes has been there. Yeah, Mahomes. Lamar Jackson hasn't been there yet. They're starting to click at a perfect time. I think. Yeah, they could. They could I think it'll come down to a coaching coaching matchup, honestly. Um, I think these are two solid coaches. I mean. After seeing this season, I feel like the NFL has a lot of really bad coaches in there, and I think you would rather take uh, you take either of these two team uh, coaches to coach your team. Um, at the end of the day, I, the, the Chiefs don't have a good run defense, which is uh, in a matchup against the Ravens is going to be an issue. You have to be able to stop the run, um, especially if Lamar Jackson's out here running for hundred yards a game. Mark Ingram's out here running for hundred yards a game. Yeah, you got to do something. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs. Um, I feel like their secondary is just not good at all, and I Lamar can dice them up, but I mean, you, when you have Mahomes, Tyreek, Kelsey, you, you're gonna have, uh, you're gonna put up points no matter who you're playing against, and and it's gonna be a question of, uh, you know, is it gonna be a defensive battle if the Ravens slowing them down, or is it gonna be a high scoring shootout where the Chiefs putting yeah, up points and the Ravens exactly have to match them? That's definitely what's gonna happen in a game like that. It could go either way. Uh, I think it's really we don't, we don't know what what Lamar could do in the playoffs yet, and it's gonna be interesting to see. Right, he might take his game to another level, you know. Yeah, and I I would expect Andy Reid to try to prepare for that, but you know, you gonna get a Super Bowl out of me. <laughs> yeah, I um, he, and Reid he's he hasn't been able to get it done in the playoffs. You know, he's been coaching so long, still hasn't won a Super Bowl. You could thank Bill Belichick for that. Right, <laughs> right, multiple times. Um, yeah, so like we were saying earlier, the Vikings Packer games tonight is. Is absolutely massive. Um, you know, each team has so much on the line, and these divisional games are always important. Um, Bob, I know you, you know you you uh, you pray to Rogers as so much as I do, but who do you like in this game? Uh, yeah, Rogers. <laughs> I think they're. I think he's just one of. The, he's just such a great player, especially in big games. He knows how to. He knows how to control the whole game with it with his play, and I think he's about to, he's about to set off a. A uh, uh, run for the playoffs right now, especially with with this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing about the Packers is I don't uh, I like the the Saints to win the NFC because um, I just don't think the Packers have enough talent on offense. I mean, we saw when they played against a team like the Niners, they got absolutely beat down. And if the Packers have to go on the road in the Superdome to play against the Saints, I don't think they're gonna win that game. Uh, I like Aaron Jones, I do, and Jamal Williams is good too. But I think besides Devontae, they just need one more receiver to really go over the top and and get the job done. Yeah, and that like. They're huge. They're way better at home than they are away. Um, so if they if they don't win this game tonight, they know that they're not gonna have home field, and I think that's something that they really really want to grab. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean this this game is in Minnesota. It's, it's gonna be a, a tough one for sure. No Dalvin. No Dalvin tonight. Yeah, no Dalvin. No Alexander Madison. Um, Thielen is questionable. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, should be a good one to watch. And how many times have we seen Kirk lose it for his for his team? And he has been playing. He has been playing better. Right. Uh, before we go to the NBA talk, uh, Bob, I want to ask what your uh, what your Super Bowl pick is as of right now. I think I said this last week. Uh, I, I think the Packers had, are going to come out. And had, 
this has the AFC side changed at all? The AFC, uh, no. I th- the Ravens are gonna come out. Chiefs are playing a lot hotter, but I think with with Rodgers and how good he is at winning one game and how good he's been playing this season, I think I think the Packers are gonna pull it out. Yeah. Um. And they also like I, what I was saying to you last night is that they also they have a good run game too with Aaron Jones. Right. So that with with Rodgers, I think that's gonna pull him out. I mean, obviously the Saints are really good and and. What we were saying earlier about uh, about the Bills, I was like, there's a bunch of good teams, but I think you need a guy that could really just take over your game, and I think Rogers is the best. So right, um, to be honest, I had the Ravens last week, but right now I'm gonna say it's gonna be Saints Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, the Chiefs, I just like how they're playing right now, and I think that Mahomes, he he just has the talent to take it over the top. You have weapons like Tyreek, Travis Kelsey. You have your running game with the Sean Damon Williams. I think they're gonna beat the Ravens, in my opinion. The Chiefs? I'm going to throw out a Pats Niners. I wouldn't be surprised. I was about to say, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pats Niners, Niners make the Super Bowl. It's so hard to bet against Brady. I, Pats, are, I think, they're going to take it, but it's so hard to bet against him. I just yeah. don't think the Patriots have it this year. They, their offense is, is is truly bad. But we think that every year. up on it, though. We that think that every is... year, and they're what, they're 12-5 and five still. Yeah, you know, I, I won't count out the Patriots. Absolutely. And now I think Patriots love it when they're an underdog, especially with this whole Cincinnati Bengals filming shit. They love that. They want that, and they thrive with that. I, I see where you're coming from. I just I just won't, don't want to see it, first of all. We all know Second, Bill is I would love to see the great, I mean, Hunters, but I don't think they have a talent to go up against. That offense has looked like bottom half of the league the last six or seven but years. No, but they, they get it done. They, do. they, they know how to win playoff games. That's that's. Bill Belichick is the best coach in football in the last uh, decade. They, they know him, so I don't think you could ever count the Patriots out. I think the Niners definitely. Their offense has been looking a lot better, um, and if their offense starts to really click, they have enough to win to win to win a Super Bowl. I think because their defense is you know next level. Um, they could shut down anybody. So who's your Super Bowl picks? The Saints. Saints I think, and uh, I'm not gonna take a look at it, but uh, you want to see the. Playoff picture? Yeah, I mean, I I I see so what you're saying about the Patriots. I just feel like in previous AFC seasons, the AFC teams just haven't been as strong. But this year, you have teams like the Ravens and the Chiefs. Um, I think those are those teams are much better than the Steelers teams that the Patriots played in the previous years past. I mean, I think I think the Saints can beat the Niners, um, in the in the in a conference championship game. But there's a there's a very likely world in which the Saints, um lose that game just because they their defense isn't able to to produce because I think the Niners defense on one given game could could stop a any potent offense anywhere in the league. I think Rodgers is above that. That's why I think he's going to pull out a man. Rod, Aaron Rodgers had 30 passing yards in, the, in like that Niners D-line is scary. Yeah, I'm against sorry. when the Packers and the Niners played most recently, they got dominated. They have multiple people on that D-line who could be considered defensive players. Yeah, and 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 I look, I love Aaron Rodgers so much as the next guy, but I just don't think that they're they can compete against that. Um, These are all good defense. points, but like, to be honest, I watched an interview with Aaron Rodgers, and he said, "When we see the Niners again, we're gonna be ready for them." And sorry, I just believe the guy. Yeah, you can't. Tell I, that. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm awesome. sorry. It's I know it's irrational. I know it's irrational, but I just believe the guy. Yeah, that look in his face, like I just. Believe. And I just have the feeling that the, the Saints are just gonna lose the game. Just that happened last year against the Rams. Zach, we this, the, <laughs> we're not gonna get back into that because the Saints won that game. That was a game the Saints won and the NFL but, took but away. But they didn't. Retroactively took away. But they didn't. Um, the Saints should have been in the Super Bowl last year. That 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 should be gone, gone without question. But um, 
it, it's just one thing to have, be so close and lose it one year and then have to come back and do it all over again. It, that's why I'm not sure about the Saints. It's just, you know. Yeah, I think this year's playoff picture is more up, um, in, the up, up in the air than than years in the past. Especially yeah. in the NFC. There's there's four, like we, I think we said this last week, right? there's four or five teams we think that could come out of the NFC. Yeah, personally. I mean, yeah. They're, they're all good teams. Like, look at the Vikings, who are the sixth seed right now. I yeah, mean, at ten and four, they they could they could beat anybody. The Vikings, that the Vikings can't beat anybody. They have so much talent. Kirk Cousins has been playing well last half of the season. Do you, Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the league. The receivers have been banged up all season, and yeah, I just been, at the end of the day, games. you're gonna need Kirk Cousins to win you three playoff games. Can you do that? Fuck no. Fuck no. Shiv is not a fan of Kirk Cousins. I am not a fan of Kirk. Cousins. He must have heard him in a Too past fantasy life. He absolutely did. <laughs> You know, I, I I'm not a fan of Kirk. Don't think he's that good. Um, and you know, there's just teams that are much better than the Vikings, in my opinion. They're well, much well put together. Um, anyway, are we gonna jump off of football now? And yeah, I mean, it should be a good playoffs. Uh, I'm really looking it forward to it. Really a lot of good games <laughs> with a lot of good teams. Um, you know, I'm ready for that to start. You know, the season's kind of dragged on, but it should be good week 17. Uh, yeah, let's get to uh, the NBA. We have Christmas games coming up in two days. Uh, a good lineup: um, Bucks, Sixers, Lakers, Clippers, um, including the the other three games that are are going to be on tap. So I want to talk about the Bucks, Sixers. Those are the two best teams in the Eastern Conference as of right now. The Sixers have had some questionable losses with Ben Simmons, uh, really taking a step back in my opinion this year. Because he's a glorified Rajon Rondo. Well, so Rondo. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys, who you guys think is winning this game and? Who's coming out of the East? The Bucks the are going to smack the shit out of the Sixers. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They're going to blow them out. The absolutely. Sixers, I mean, they may have the second-best record in the East, but they're not the second-best team in the it's East. It's the you East. still have the Celtics <laughs> and the Heat, who I think are better, better teams than the, than the Sixers. Yes. I think the, the You think Heat, the Heat are in Celtics? Joel Embiid has been... I mean, I love Joel Embiid. I'm a big fan. He's a dominant center. He's been underwhelming this season. Him and Ben Simmons. Both. Ben Simmons got a $170 million contract this year. Underwhelming. Sounds I, like a Jared Goff I, type situation to me that the Sixers okay. are putting themselves into. Yeah, it is. It is. They're they're they're, they're hamstring. They're, they didn't come they, looking they, healthy. Right? They Those are their two A plus players, and everybody else in that team is a C C plus. Yeah, you have Tobias. Tobias Harris is their next best player. And and you should have kept Jimmy. You should have kept oh. Jimmy. I think they should have, definitely should have kept Jimmy. He added like just that extra sauce to the team. No, but the the problem before was is that there was too many people that needed the ball, and now the problem seems to be that there's no one that can score the ball. Yeah. So clearly Jimmy wasn't the problem. It was. I mean that fit guys. just doesn't make sense. You have three guys in Ben Simmons, Horford, and and Embiid who drive to the basket need that space, and you're just clogging up the lane and. I mean, you have Josh Richardson, sure, but I mean, you're gonna rely on him in the playoffs to, to get it done. Horford's washed. Yeah, Horford. I thought he's he was like washed ninety four years, years old. I, the reason I think they but he came alive last year in the playoffs. There's so no, many. He played for the Celtics. He played well for the Celtics. It's just yeah, I just when because you, Brad when, Stevens is a great coach. When you clog up the paint, and it, it, you need the right system for players like that, I just don't know. You need shooters. And we haven't even you mentioned Joel on the block and four people who can shoot the ball. Yeah, out. and and you need shooters. And they also lost JJ Redick, which is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, I think Bob, you're gonna say we haven't even mentioned how great the, the Bucks are playing. The, and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, aka the MVP so far of the season. I mean, the you look at the Bucks on the flip side, like they just have so much talent every position. Play defense. Every, everyone can knock down a three. Great was, chemistry on the. I was looking too. at their shooting percentage. It seems like every single person shoots above 35 40 percent 
from three I, on that. The team. most and, impressive thing about the Bucks when you watch them play is their defensive ability. Yeah, their team. Everybody team. has bought in on defense. Everybody rotates. Everybody who's playing hundred percent. And they're long. They're long. Super Giannis, long. Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, long guys. They they can defend multiple positions, and they just they they know how to like play with each other at this point. If That's Giannis keeps I, knocking down that three, they're dangerous. You know, that, that length is also why I like the Sixers to at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals because in the in the playoffs they're going to be hard to score on uh, with all the length that they have. And I honestly think. Uh, I, I, I think Coach Budenhoser is the perfect fit for their system at this point. Like, I think he's a great coach. Like, he's led some teams to, to like, places that they never thought they would go. Like, when he took the Hawks to the conference finals a couple years ago and uh, had the best record in the NBA, I think he's a good coach. And uh, Giannis, is, Giannis is one of the only players that we've seen in the NBA history that's improved every year, year after year, this far into his career. Um, we'll, we'll see how, con- LeBron. We'll see how consistent this three is, but if even, it's like that, where he could hit, he's he, basically unguardable. Even with LeBron, LeBron eventually hit a ceiling. Like Giannis has yet to hit this like ceiling. LeBron has I mean, never Gian- hit a Giannis ceiling. is twenty. What twenty six? Like, LeBron hasn't hit a ceiling. I mean, statistically, he's, he's adapted his his game for. I'm saying statistically speak, like statistically, Giannis has improved every stat every season. And that's he's one of the only players in NBA history to do that over the. But I mean, it's easier to do that when you've only been playing like four or five years. I mean, he's six or seven years into his career. But he's twenty three. He came in. Eight, he's twenty four now. He came in when he was eighteen. So yeah, it's like what six? five six years. Yeah, so it's been a while, and you know, and he's just constantly gotten better. Uh, speaking of LeBron, uh, him and AD are both questionable to play on Christmas, Christmas against the Clippers. The Lakers are on a three game losing streak, losing to the. Pacers, the Bucks, and the Nuggets yet last night where they got beat by twenty four at home. Um, so as Laker fans, is there any cause for concern as of this moment? No, no, no. not at all. Um, I do think it's a little bit of a cop out that they're going to rest in this game because they've been playing AD when he's been a little bit questionable. I would have been a fan of hey AD's you know questionable he's injury prone throughout his career. Let's sit him three games ago, four games ago, and not play him when. When in no consequence games, it's it would be it would be it'd be tough if the Lakers sat both LeBron and AD on from Christmas. a fan purpose. From uh, a fan's for, stance. Like he, you know, when you when LeBron and everybody talks about how he's not going to sit out games for the fans, if if they sit out Christmas, it's yeah, like a, they're gonna it's, play. it's a huge disappointment. Gonna, I think they're going to play. I think if they don't play, it's it's out of fear to you know not have to deal with the criticism that if they might lose, yeah. then they have to deal with that criticism like are the Lakers as real as they you know everyone's yeah because don't leave it to the fans. We really want someone that's injured playing. If this no, I don't. That's injury, what I'm saying. Like, if they were hurt, they should have been sitting AD. You know, in those, and I agree with you. They should have sat him a long time ago things. instead of sitting him once he's injured. And what, when we were when we were going on this like 16 game winning streak against all these bum squads, we could have sat players then. Yeah, and yeah. and we didn't. Or even um, even against the the Nuggets the other night, he was playing when they were down like eighteen with like ten like eight minutes left. It just, I just want it to be consistent. Like if we're gonna like if we're gonna rest players and prepare for like postseason, let's rest players and prepare for postseason. Like let's be consistent and play in big games and win big games. But um, if AD and Bron play, we win that game. We're yeah, that good. Yeah, I, when I they agree. both playing with each other, AD and LeBron are just amazing. You know. I think we win that game too, but it's just, it's the, that that Clippers team's not, it's not gonna be a cakewalk, and we haven't beaten that many good teams so far. Yep. So um, yeah, I mean, we I feel like we've had some good wins, and like our record is uh, yeah, it I mean, really like, does even, show how good we are. Even though we didn't beat the Bucks, we played well, and like 
I think that was the best version of the Bucks. And LeBron, even though he did turn it over twice at the end of the game, we were in that game. And yeah, we just had a bad start. You know, just a bad first half. Um, Lakers. But I just don't they think it's enough to just to. be in that game. We didn't have a single lead. We were down double digits. We're in Milwaukee as well. No, yeah. it was at home. Wasn't no, it was in yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And and Milwaukee's not an easy place. To no, play. it's not. But my my thing is, is, what's our question? Are we trying to establish ourselves as the best team in the NBA? Because we didn't do that. We're not the best team. In the we're NBA. not the best team in the NBA right now. And it's the Bucks at the moment, right? So now you gotta look. Are we the best team in the West, right? If we beat the Nuggets. You know, we lost to the Mavericks. Um, I mean, to be honest, the regular season doesn't mean as much for the Lakers as it does for other teams. Which is fine. Which is fine. Like, but I that should be established. Like, we should be seeing that precedent. Like, we shouldn't have LeBron saying, I'm not going to take games off for load management because there's fans who want to see me. And then and then just go on to go back on that. I, I, I would rather it's see... Like, really, just, there has to be some consistency. There has to be consistency. Uh, yeah, other, not, if there's no consistency, then we look like an organization that doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah, that's fair. But LeBron said, if, I, if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. He's, he's not barring, healthy. He's said barring any injuries. Yeah, he has a so back injury. So do you think injury. he's injured? Do you think he's injured? No, but I, this is what I told him earlier, too. have a small too, muscle this, injury. Like, no, but this is what I was saying earlier. He's probably just going to end up saying that he has a minor... He has some injury that can't easily be explained away that he's going to sit out with. But honestly, I have no problem with that. Let him sit. Let the guy rest for a little bit. I have no problem with him sitting. PR wise to let the guy sit instead of him getting trashed on for sitting out a game and giving it to the fans like let him have it. No, my, my, it my thing is not that it's just like well you, you you like Laker fans and everywhere everybody's just shitting on Kawhi's load management and they're trying to point out LeBron of being just like warrior all this shit but like if if Kawhi if sitting Kawhi the same way we should sit LeBron if that's what gets us to the championship then we should just be doing that and not shying away from it. So you still with this you don't think we're a favorite to come. To get into the championship out of the West. Right now? Do I think we're the favorite out of the West? Yeah, probably. But so what I we're still, doing I is still, working. What we're doing is working. I still think there's a lot of work to do. Like, we don't even know if we're the favorites out of the West. Because I don't think the Clippers have really... Cl- the Clippers are sticking to what they're saying. The they're Clippers are resting their players consistently. And they're not playing everybody together. And they're taking their time. Which is what they said that they're going to do from the beginning of the season. And that's what they're doing right now. So, I don't even know how good the Clippers are. A Christmas game... Against full team, full strength, would be a good test for everybody to see where everybody's at at this point in the season. But if we sit our best players, then there's no point. And we're not going to even know how good we but are. There, like, to go to Dev's point, there's, or question, there's no reason to be concerned right now. No, there's I don't no think there's reason, reason to be concerned. concerned. Yeah. I would just like to see some consistency out of the Lakers and what they're saying. True. Yeah. yeah. That's all we I want to see. Okay. I don't think there's any concern. I think we're a great team. Obviously, a, a massive improvement over the last 10 years that we've been watching the Lakers. But there, there were there is a question of whether or not we are the best team in the NBA or even the best team in the West, and we're not being consistent in the word in the word that we're saying. Yeah, and I, I just would like we have a few quality wins, but we need more quality wins. There, like we need to beat the best teams in the league. It scares um, me that we're on a three game losing streak though after losing one because I feel like that tells you about something going on like in the heads of the players too. You know, like when you lose one and you're bounce, you know, bounce back to an easy team. Who did we just lose to? Um, Mavs. To, no, after the Mavs. Yeah, maybe the Nuggets, I mean. The Nuggets. I guess the Mavs should have been even easier game without Luka. So, like, even more... Like, yeah, but they beat the Heat without Luka. Mavs are a good team. The Mavs are a good team. The Mavs are going to be... More than he's the, the, the Mavs are going to be there in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out for anybody who plays them. Like, that's not going to be... Easy. Coming out the West, we know it's like either the Mavs, the Clips, or the Lakers, right? Either way, the Lakers... The Nuggets. Being, the Nuggets, you, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not too scared about the Nuggets, though. Yeah. I, I just don't think the Nuggets have enough firepower. Um, but 
the Nuggets are a decent team. Um, I just think we haven't seen what the Clippers really have. I don't think the Clippers have turned it on yet at all. Like, I, I think they're... They Paul George just came back recently. Not not just came back, but well, you could say that about the you could say that about the Lakers too. No, like, no, we can't. We had Kuz hasn't been healthy. Like most of our most of our guards hasn't been completely healthy. At the same time, you know, I mean, but all, like, even if we have a like Rondo's been playing, he hasn't been playing been all that well. Though. But yeah. is that somebody we're relying on? No, but it's part of the team though. Like, yeah, you can't do it with just two people. And even and Kuz has been playing awful because he has he's injured. No, no, I get it, I get it, and he's been in it. So, so. If we're gonna like, but then we're gonna say that the Clippers, on the other hand, aren't as good because they're doing the same thing. No, I'm not saying that because they're resting their players, they're not as good. I'm just thinking they're not as good. LeBron and AD are better than Kawhi and PG. I think if you, I think on paper the Clippers are better than the Lakers, but as far as the records go, the Lakers are better than the Clippers. It's also the Clippers. Yeah, this Cleveland Browns theory going back to earlier in the pod, <laughs> is, the Clippers are the Clippers. But does that mean the one team has Kawhi. It doesn't. One team doesn't. I just think if you break it down by the rosters, the Clippers <laughs> have a better team than the Lakers do. I mean, I mean, the, on paper, but I mean, the thing paper that scares me about the Clippers is honestly Lou Will. He's what really sets us, this sets it apart. Yes, if he's and Montrez, and Montrez. I think Montrez. But those are role players that we're like trying to talk about with the Lakers. Like if Kuz is playing as well as he was last season, he's. It makes it so much harder to stop. Kuz, but even if Kuz comes off the bench, he can't match Lou Will and Montrez's production. I mean, that's not what we're saying. Like we have LeBron being effective, AD. like in terms of like being yeah. able to catch and yeah. shoot. Yeah, and like, so so now, now my point goes: if you're if you're going like if we're looking at depth, the Clippers have much more depth than we do. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think right? that's. Yeah. I think and that's, now, if you look at the starting lineups, there's the starting lineups. You have Paul George and Kawhi. If they're both healthy and playing well, they're not going to be an easy team to beat. So. Um, speaking of the Clippers, there was this un- Uncle Dennis story that came out. Um, I don't know how true it is, but you know, you guys uh, were talking about it. What else can we hear about the Uncle Dennis situation? So apparently, there was a bunch of faulty negotiations between like the Lakers and Kawhi's uncle. Um, there's reports saying that that he was wanting like part ownership of the Lakers. He wanted private jet. He wanted all these different things. Just to come to the Lakers, so it's a on it's an ongoing like report. We just saw this before we started this podcast. I don't know, man. I think if if the Clippers get caught up in that and they find that there was there was some some wrongdoing, yeah, then it'll be interesting to see how the NBA takes care of it because I haven't we've never heard of something like this. Um, yeah, it's really interesting because yeah, planes and stuff like that's standard, but I think asking for ownership that that's just another level and. Something that Adam Silver definitely does not want uh, to enforce on. at all, yeah. um, because that's a slippery slope. Once you start with these with superstars getting ownership of the team, that that just uh, completely changes the sport, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens yeah. with that. It'll be interesting. All right. Before we wrap things up, I wanted to talk about just this decade in sports as a whole. Um, there's only a few more days before it's 2020, and we're off to a new decade. It's been a wild one in sports. Um, you know, so many historic moments. Uh, so, Such, I want to start off with you. What was your sports moment of the decade? Uh, sports moment of the decade, definitely Tiger Woods winning the Masters. That's a good one. That's, That's a, good a good one. one. That was crazy. Um, I mean, Waking no one... up Sunday morning after a day at Coachella, just to turn on you know, the TV and watch this guy make a run at the Masters was incredible. One of the biggest comebacks we've seen. Uh, we thought he would never play again uh, with his surgeries. Thought, and definitely not thinking he was going to win the Masters, let alone... A major. A major, you know. That was crazy. 
I don't, I don't think anybody ever saw that coming. And I remember just what it was like on like sports Twitter that day. It was everybody was everybody almost didn't know what to do because it was like it was like oh shit it's happening. I mean it was so cool to watch. Literally like gave me chills. Him running up to his kids right after too, hugging them. Um, yeah, it was definitely awesome. just an awesome moment. And you get to see everyone in, like in the fans just losing their mind when he's walking down. Oh. And now he's on fire. Yeah, now he's back. He's now he's back. He's he's number one in the world. Right I just now. saw the guys on PTI saying he's the best golfer in the world right now. Yep, he is, and he just had a huge yeah. performance in the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup. Oh, President's Cup. Sorry. Yeah, I see that putt that he hit where he turned around and started shaking. I heard it was hand. fake. Uh, no, they they had a, there was a real version, but the fake version is the one that's kind of been going around a little bit more on social got, media. Got, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I he really he started looking real. back around six inches off, the, you know, before it went in. The fake video was like he tapped it and then turned around immediately. Which yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it was absurd. That was the fake version, but he did look back about six or eight, six to eight inches before it hit the cup. Right. Yeah. Um. So Shiv, what's your sports moment of the decade? Sports moment of the decade. Hmm. This is a tough one. Um, if you're not ready, we could have Bob go next. Yeah, yeah, we could pass it to Bob for some of us to think on Take it. Take a moment to think. For me, um, I would have to go with Aguero's goal uh, to win them the Premier League title. It, and it was, I believe, the first time ever in club history, right? Yes, and just with all the things that were going on with United just winning and them thinking that they won the title and Aguero just coming in. And scoring that goal in the, la- in the last second, that's just especially one of the best highlights to watch for me. And not just that goal, there was goals before that yeah, uh, yeah. In, in the extra time. And the way he just ripped off his shirt and ran around the field was just amazing. So that's, that's it for me. Uh, truly, yeah, truly great moment. I think one of the best moments in Premier League history. Yes, in my and opinion. Definitely for Man City's history. So. Brandon, do you have one? Sports one of the decade? No. Um, so what I would say is the Cubs winning the World Series um, in 2016. They came back down 3-1, uh, first time in history. I mean, they hadn't won a World Series in almost 100 years. It, it seemed impossible. You know, the curse and all the, the, the traditions and all that stuff that was going on. And, I mean, just that Game 7 was, uh, was insane, um, you know, it was rained out. There's a delay. Went to extra innings and like just what the franchise has been through. I think uh, it it was a it wasn't just a sports moment. I think it was just a, a historical moment, just that transcended sports in my opinion. Yeah, what was it like a hundred years before they ever won? Yeah, and then they had the you know curses and the Steve Bartman play and just a just a history of of uh, you know disappointment and for them to finally do it, especially in that wild game that they did. I think. Was a sports moment of the decade, in my opinion. That's another good one. Um, so I think my favorite sports moment of the decade would have to be the. It, not even it's not one specific moment. Almost, it would be the Warriors Thunder series from twenty sixteen. Oh. I thought that was just the most entertaining basketball that we ever saw. Um, oh, the comeback? The, not only the comeback, but even before the comeback, KD, I, I've been listening to, the, if you listen to the book of basketball thing that Bill Simmons is doing, um, they re- recap that whole series. KD and Russell Westbrook were playing out of their minds. Kevin Durant was playing the best basketball he ever played. Um, and then you had this Warriors team that was 73-9 leading up, about to lose to these, to the Thunder, and you just saw Steph and Clay kind of be like, nah, fuck that, we're not losing. Um... And then it, it just what the implications of that series were, you know, it led to Katie joining the Warriors. It um, 
led to the Warriors Cavs series the next the, the next game. Um, Maybe it's that game seven then. So like that game seven where Clay and Steph and everybody goes off and they and they and they win that that game is is just crazy to me because you know it just led to so much and how much different like the stories and the narratives for a lot of these players would be if the, th- the Thunder win that series nobody's giving Russell Westbrook shit about it, his play style. Um, yeah. I probably wouldn't hate KD for about four years. Nobody would have anything. Yeah. KD would be... It, KD is one of the greatest players of all time, but then he would have solidified his position as being one of the greatest players of all time because he would have ended up winning that championship, in my opinion. I think the Thunder go on to win that championship. Um, so, you know, I just think that that's like one of the craziest moments just as far as decade-defining um, really is that series. Uh, Brandon, do you have one? Uh, I did. Staying in the NBA vein, I would say the series between the Warriors and the Cavs uh, in 2016 when LeBron and Kyrie uh, together. I mean, it was everything that led up to that Game 7. I mean, them both going for 40 points collectively. Um, Coming back down 3-1. Really just willing that that series uh, in their favor. Down 3-1. You know, doing it uh, in that in that manner that was just uh, spectacular basketball. Yeah, I mean, it was Cleveland's first title in six years, the first Cavs title in franchise history. Um, yeah, three one against the seventy three one team, a unanimous MVP and stuff. Um, one of the most impressive things I think I've seen watching sports uh, in twenty five years. Um, Still to, has to ask just so, to, but we don't we don't need to get. Uh, all right, no, no, I'm actually gonna throw a last second one in because I just looked it up and I thought it was last decade, but it falls under July eighth. 2010. I'm about to say LeBron's the decision. Oh, I mean, that's a good one. I think it, that's a good one too because it really set off what the rest of the decade was, which is player empowerment and and, and super teams of the of the NBA. Yeah, yeah although sure. although KG, KD, and all of them, I, I get that. Yeah, and players really just choosing where they want to play and realizing that they have this much they power. Have that power. Yeah, they have that power. I think he was kind of the one that gave. I mean, before then, it was the team made the decision about players. After that point, I feel it was it was more like the players are deciding where they want to play. You know, before team players always talk about it like teams would just trade you away like left and right like anytime like even if it's a big player like if they think it's the best thing for the decision or for the team and like that's the decision. But LeBron really changed that thing. Post like props to him for that, in my opinion. Yeah, um, he he really set off the trend, and I mean that we're seeing you know to this day. Yeah. I think we could also all agree that Kobe's sixty point game. Yeah, um, that that was definitely the most special moment to me personally. For sure, for, yeah. I mean, I think we had a discussion before we started this segment that, that, we wouldn't do that. as <laughs> Laker fans we wouldn't try to keep the Laker. It's definitely Laker the, the, uh, the outlier for the best moment. Um, I really thought Shiv was going to go with Derrick Rose's fifty point game. I, I thought about d- it for a second. I, I genuinely, genuinely thought about mentioning Derrick Rose's fifty piece. That it should be an honorable mention. But I thought about there it. There were some really good <laughs> moments. Yeah, moment like, Derek Jeter's walk off single. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. In his final game. That actually escaped my. The the Auburn kick six. The kick six. The kick six. The kick six is is insane to me. Just as far as like situation, circumstance, who they were playing, how it went down. Liverpool coming back four zero against Barca. Honestly, I thought she was going to say game one of the Eastern Conference Finals where the Bulls won the first game. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. It's just, you know, if Omer Ashik doesn't take that elbow to the jaw from D. Wade, you know, we might be talking about a different champ that year. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, you know. But yeah, going back to the Kobe thing, um, you know, I think it was a perfect way 
I, I couldn't imagine a better way for in his career. And last decade, I mean, he just, you know, dominated and w- what really made sports special for all of us, and which is why we care about sports so much. So that'll always be a special moment for all of us. That's the way to close it both, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, only doing it know how, how the Mamba knows how to do it. Uh, and with that said, I think I can uh, finish with a better recap uh, other than Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, so with that, I'd like to thank Brandon for letting us in the Splash Zone. Touche, thanks for being the producer. Shout out to Bob, Shiv, and Suchin uh, for hopping on the show. You can catch DD Sports on Spotify and Apple Podcasts everywhere. And uh, have a good holidays, and we'll catch you later.